Good evening and welcome to the Royal Rooters Podcast, your hub for your nine-time World Series champion, Boston Red Sox, your six-time Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots, your 17-time NBA champion, Boston Celtics, your 16-time Stanley Cup champion, Boston Bruins, and your 11-time national champion in football, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I'm your host, Thomas William O'Shea, and good Lord, where do I begin? I don't even think I can even go into the Notre Dame stuff right now. But I got to because mainly that's the big topic, at least for this week, the Georgia week. Do you want to hear the good news or the bad news? You know, I'll just give you the bad news first. Um, the final score, Georgia 23, Notre Dame 16. That's the bad news. Good news, they did compete. Up until the end. Well, thankfully, two touchdowns from Ian Book to Cole Commit and uh, Chase Claypool. But, I mean, that's about it. I mean, a couple of field goals, but that wasn't enough. Georgia still ran over them. Enough. I mean, it does show that they can still compete, but at the same time, I mean, um, still pretty bad. They were still, they were like, gave up like over 100 yards to a, uh, let's see, to Georgia. Uh, come on, give me the stats. All right, anyway, um, so yeah, that means, that's why Notre Dame is 120th, well, probably now after this week, 100-something, after, uh, because they can't stop the run, that's it, 120. Something in not stopping the against the run, so yeah. I mean, I mean, what did we expect? I mean, going down to Georgia, it wasn't going to be a cakewalk. They weren't going to hand it to us, and they didn't go. They didn't hand it to us. They really, basically, um, gave us a fight, and um, yeah. So I thought in the second quarter when we scored first, then I thought okay. This could be fun, but still a long way to go. We need to keep it up. But yeah. I mean the bad the good is um does 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 not knock us out of the postseason. We still have a chance. So long as we get into the top four in the college football rankings, college football playoff rankings. So yeah, anyway. But we can't if we lose the bad news is if we lose again, then we uh, are out of the postseason for college football. So, yeah. We can't lose twice. Then we are definitely out. So, yeah. Anyway. A little funnier news. I heard a store in Georgia cleaned, cleans out the, their uh, Irish Spring stock. I mean, they will put it back. But at the same time, they're just cleaning it out for this week because of the Notre Dame. Uh, so I thought that was kind of a little funny coming out of it. They're cleaning out their entire stock. They really take their football down there in the south. And that's the thing about Georgia. I mean, they play a different ball game than we do up north. So, yeah, they play a different ball game down in the south, especially those SEC schools. So, yeah, we didn't expect it would be fun. And they had, like, some uh, looking for blood, especially after we beat them out for the college football playoffs last year so yeah they're looking for blood they do respect us but at the same time they really do want to beat us maybe after what uh happened with the college football playoff rankings last year how we beat them out and they didn't get in which they thought they deserved to get in so yeah anyway 
Yeah, way to get that out of my system. All right, Patriots news, and this is good news, because uh, last Sunday they uh played the Miami Dolphins, and final score of that game, Patriots forty three, Dolphins nothing, nada, and that's a good thing. And um, our defense, that's pretty. The offense has really been good too. The O line might be a problem, maybe because of uh, all the injuries that happened, which Isaiah Wayne did go down with an injury, so he'll be out for a couple weeks. And that's really a bad thing, because I really expected really good things from that dude. He really is proving, especially in week one, he proved that he could be one of the saving graces of the offensive line for the Patriots, Isaiah Wynn. So the good, yeah, I mean, we got to see, um, <coughs> sorry, I'm dealing with a head cold right now. Um, We're seeing um, Antonio, we saw Antonio Brown, what he could have been, for the Patriots, and I'll get into new why I said could have been. It's pretty soon, yeah. He caught he caught a touchdown, his first um, career touchdown with the Patriots, and um, another thing too. This is why our defense is really good. They have given up three points in the past two games, and that was a flipping field goal to the Steelers in Week One. They have given nothing. Their passing defense is good, especially passing defense um, in the game against the Dolphins. They uh, had two pick sixes, which if you don't know anything about football, um, pick sixes are interceptions converted into touchdowns. So, like, they catch the ball, the defense intercepts the ball and then runs it back. Two interceptions in two consecutive drives. Yeah. <laughs> This Miami or uh, this Miami Dolphins team is really crap. They are not good. They've given up a hundred points in their first two games, and they are zero and two. Yeah, so yeah, they're not really that good. They're not supposed to be suspected to be that good. Yeah, well, I mean, when all your players are all poop heads and are all kneeling for the national anthem, then yeah, so they really are having locker room problems down there in uh, Miami. So yeah, really good. I mean, um. So anyway, yeah, and in other news. Sorry about this, Patriots fans, but I mean, kind of good news too. Um, the Patriots had decided yesterday or last night to part ways with Antonio Brown after all the stuff has coming out about the whole sexual allegations, sexual assault allegations he has done when he was in college at uh, Michigan, Western Michigan, and Bel Belichick and uh, Robert Kraft said we had enough, so bye bye Antonio. I mean, it sucks because. I could have, I couldn't want to see AB catching, or uh, catching passes from Tom Brady. That would have been neat to see a lot of that. But you know what? We are still favorites to win the Super Bowl, and tomorrow we take on the New York Jets, and they are supposed to be as bad as the Dolphins. They are not supposed to be good. The following week against the Bills might be a problem. Might be a problem because they are supposed to, they're um, looking good so far. But knowing the Bills. They might start a good off early, but then like start choking as the season gets closer to the end. <coughs> Sorry, yeah. All right, Bruins news. Preseason scores. I'll just go by fast them, um, because I don't really give a crap about the post or about the preseason. It's basically just a just scrimmages and practices. They really do not matter. They're throwing out people that, especially baseball spring training. They are throwing out people that I have never even heard of, even existed, or even knew they existed, and probably will never make an MLB roster. 
someone like Diego Centino, number 87 in the outfield. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, anyway, this is kind of the same thing too. I don't really give a crap about the preseason. Just call, wake me up when October the 2nd starts. So anyway, yeah, sorry. Sorry to take that, but I just feel like that's, I don't, preseason really doesn't matter. What matters is the regular season and the postseason. That's all that matters. And you can't have a postseason without a good regular season. All right, so anyway, that back to the preseason scores. Um, So the Bruins played the New York Devils <coughs> for their first uh, preseason game, and they lost 4-3 to three in overtime. They played the Flyers and won that game 3-1. to one. And they played the Blackhawks tonight, and they lost in overtime. 32. So, yeah. That's why I'm going by these scores pretty quickly because they really don't matter. All right. So, um, other news, really big news this week. Um, they have decided to uh, re-sign Charlie McAvoy and Brandon Carlo. And this is why this is a good thing. Because these are basically, if you want the head back to possibly winning another Stanley Cup, you have to start building your young core up. You need to bring back the younger guys because that will be your core players. You need to bring back McAvoy. You need to bring back uh, Pasternak, which they already have. They already signed him to a big year deal. Um, Carlo, Tory Krug. And the reason why I feel like getting Tory Krug and uh, Charlie McAvoy and these guys back because they are real, both McAvoy and Krug are really good defensemen. Offensively, they are really good defensemen, especially Tory Krug. He is probably one of the best offensive uh, defenseman in the NHL. He is kind of like a second coming of Bobby Orr and Ray Borg. They are these and Eddie Shore. These are probably, um, and he really wants to stay in Boston. I mean, if he is like Bobby Orr, I mean, like there is a footage in Game One of a uh, Stanley Cup last year where like he knocked one of the Blues players and he wasn't even wearing a helmet. Well, actually, he got tripped and uh, he got backed up and. As retaliation, he uh, body slammed <clears throat> one of the Blues players. <clears throat> you can check it out on uh, it's one of the header photos on my uh, Bruins uh, Twitter page. Tory Krug just body body slamming or uh, body bagging one of the Blues players, and not wearing a helmet. Which, by the way, the uh, the NHL has put a rule that players can't do that anymore. So we have saw the last of something you will probably never see again, ever again. Tory Krug, or someone like that, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's why bringing back <coughs> Tory Krug and McAvoy. And McAvoy is a pretty good offensive player, too. Like, that's, I, he's probably one of my favorite young players, too. McAvoy. Sounds like an Irishman's last name. So, yeah, both of those are your better defensive, offensive, def or offensive young guys def on the uh, defenseman. Especially if Satano uh, uh, Chara is planning on leaving pretty soon. And knowing them, Chara, Mar Marshan, and probably Bergeron are probably all leaving too. Because they were probably the three last uh, guys from uh, the twenty eleven or the Bruins' last Stanley Cup in 2011. Yes, and they're probably getting older. They've been there for a while. Who? Yeah, Bergeron actually uh, scored his 1,000 point last year of his career. Yeah. Yeah, don't do not try to explain to me why he is not going to get his 
jersey retired. He will get his jersey retired. Bergeron will. Yeah. I actually do have his jersey. That's my that's my Bruins jersey, Bergeron. Yeah. <coughs> All right. Excuse me. All right. Red Sox news and let's go into it. Let's see. Let me just get set here. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, while we're talking, um, so the Red Sox are uh, basically probably three away, three or four away from breaking their franchise record of home runs. So yeah. So if like they hit three more home runs, they break their record two to tie it. Well, hopefully they'll break, hit more three more to break their record, which was set by the two thousand uh, free squad two hundred thirty eight. They have two hundred thirty six now. After the past couple of games. Alright. Let's see. No, no. Alright. <coughs> yeah. Been really I had a really bad head cold yesterday or felt really bad yesterday. Coughing really bad. <laughs> Have sniffles and stuff like that. I don't know. So annoying. Okay. So last time I checked, I didn't say the final score of a. Uh, I was watching the Red Sox game while we were doing the recording and stuff like that. I didn't give you the final score of that Phillies and uh, Red Sox game. So um, Red Sox do end up winning that game two to one. A double by of uh, Vasquez um, scores one. Then Erod kind of gets into trouble and ties the game up. And then Ben Attendee hits a sack fly and then wins it. In the ninth, and then they came out of that two to one. Sunday's game, they won six to three, and Christian Vasquez had a day. He hit a solo home run, and he hit his first grand slam of his career in helping the Red Sox win uh, six to three and sweep the Philadelphia Phillies, probably knocking them out of contention now for a postseason. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. now the series hits back home. Uh, they have an off day on Monday, but Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday they play games on uh on my birthday, and unfortunately on my birthday they went into extra innings and lost in fifteen innings, seven to six. That game was awful. I mean, I don't mind. I mean, I do. I don't like really like um extra inning games, but I know why they're there. You can't end in a tie. I really hate ending in a tie. But still, I mean, they drag on and on and on. And the worst part of it is, I, if I'm going to see, stay up for an extra inning game, I want to know if they win or not. And they don't win this game in 15 innings. They do have a couple of chances, like especially in, I think it was the 12th or 13th inning. They had the bases loaded, uh, and then Brock Holt couldn't get it done. With bases loaded to win the game. And he was mad too. Like he basically slammed his helmet and said. Yeah the four letter word. That starts with an F. But I'm not going to say it. So yeah. <coughs> That's probably one of the one thing. I'm not going to probably do on my podcast. Is probably curse. If I do have to. I'll probably just do a little bleep. Or something like that. Or say the word bleep. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So Yeah. Next night was not really that great offensively. They had they were getting no hit by Jeff Samarja, who was a uh, Notre Dame baseball player and also a Notre Dame football player, wide receiver, the shark, 
Jeff Samarja. So, yeah, he was pitching for the Giants that night. And, um, uh, so, yeah, he had a no-hitter going to the sixth inning. And then Rafael Devers broke it up with a solo bomb. So, yeah. But in the end, Red Sox lost 11-3. So, yeah. The next day was a uh, day game at uh, noon or 1 o'clock in the morning or 1 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, Boston time. And the Red Sox end up winning, but escape narrowly 5-4. They do load the bases up in the ninth inning and uh, walk on a run, but, I mean, that's about it. They didn't really lose as bad, so, yeah. That's about it, yeah. Until, um, and then, so they avoid the sweeps, the Giants, then they go to Tampa Bay, and um, last night they win the extra innings um, and lost five to four, so not really that good, yeah. Which I'll also get into um, why, why Friday night's game was significance too. And tonight's game, same score, 11 innings, Five to four, lost the Rays, and hoping tomorrow we can avoid the sweep. Because I do kind of want to end in a good note this year if we don't make the postseason. <clears throat> so anyway, um, going into seasons that Rafael Devers and uh, uh, well, I you know I'll wait to talk about that. Um, so anyway, why Friday's game was um critical is because they uh got eliminated. From postseason, so rest in peace, twenty nineteen, or any hope of the Red Sox facing the postseason this year. Okay, that's not what I wanted. Yep, I was trying to do the funeral chant or the funeral march by Chopin, as in like rest in peace. Yeah, the dun 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 Yeah, you yeah, the one that Undertaker uses as his uh entrance music, but that's a little more deeper. Yeah, I should just use that. All right. So anyway, um, um, so. In lighter news, the seasons that Rafael Devers and uh, Xander Bogarts are having, they are two of the only two players who are having seasons where they have 50 doubles and 30 home runs. And actually, for Xander Bogarts' sake, that's uh, the first time a uh, shortstop has uh, completed that feat since uh, I can't even imagine saying this. Uh, Alex Rodriguez in 1996 with the Seattle Mariners. So, yeah, um, I would have to look what his. But, yeah, he has hit. Uh, let's see. Yeah. This might not be updated now, but um, as of uh, probably Friday. So let's see. Well, anyway, hold on. 
So Bogarts this season so far he has fifty doubles. Well, now fifty home, fifty doubles since today and uh thirty two home runs. So yeah, that's pretty good. So yeah, he's having a really good season. I really I'm glad they locked him up for a long term deal, seven years. So yeah, that's pretty good. Now going into a kind of more uh, Yaz and Yaz, um, Karyastrzemski's grandson was playing outfield for the Giants uh, when they uh, came to Fenway Park this week. And uh, they had, like, a huge ceremony. Like, pregame, they uh, walked around, especially left field, where Carl Jastrzemski um, played during his Red Sox career. And that and they had made the right decision by uh, putting him in uh, left field for uh, – and it was a standing ovation. Like they gave the Red Sox gave him a standing ovation to Mike Yastrzemski during the game. But I thought kind of like the cheering him, especially when he started like hitting home runs off us. And that's part of the reason why the series with the Giants wasn't that great because he's basically he was basically murdering us. Uh, Red Sox fans were cheering. I don't know why we're cheering. I know I can see where we're giving a standing ovation to the kid, but at the same time, I mean. Enough's enough. I mean, at the same time, you kind of have to start booing them at the same time, too. But it is kind of cool that uh, they made that connection, the whole yes and yes thing. Especially throwing out the first pitch on uh, Wednesday's game. Uh, yes, Carl Yastrzemski uh, threw out the first pitch to his grandson, Mike, who's also a Massachusetts native. Uh, went to uh, St. John's uh, or from Aunt, went to St. John's in Massachusetts. And uh, from in Danvers, uh, Massachusetts. So yeah, and there was also another guy, uh, Chris Shaw, who uh is from Lexington, Massachusetts. That was with the Giants, one of their outfielders too. <clears throat> one of their guys too, Chris Shaw. Huh, kind of weird. Maybe might be related to Robert Gushaw, one of the commanders of uh the commander or the colonel of the fifty fourth Massachusetts. Which, if you don't know, is uh, the first all-black regiment to be formed during the Civil War and was part of that. That's what the movie Glory was based off of, the whole uh, 54th Massachusetts. And that was their commander, uh, Robert Gushaw. So, could be. Could be. We'll, maybe. Huh? Let me look this up. This is, this is the whole millennial thing. Let's just Google it. <laughs> <coughs> Typical millennial, I am. All right. Rock Chris Shaw. Let's see. Uh, nothing. Nothing, nothing. I don't see anything. I really don't see anything. Yeah. But this is Wikipedia, too. That's one of the things I was saying I was going to not do. <laughs> All right, so anyway, yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, So, rest in peace, 2019 Red Sox. But there's still more season left. They still got four-game series with the Texas Rangers in Texas, and then they finished the season with the Baltimore Orioles at home at Fenway Park in front of our fans. So, a couple more series. And hopefully this could be a rallying point or, like, something like a motivation to uh, a little coming into spring training next season with a chip on our shoulders. You know what? We didn't do good this year, and you probably are counting us out now. So you know what? Let's let's come out of nowhere next year. 
Let's come out of nowhere and let's prove everybody wrong. Let's prove ESPN wrong. Let's prove MLB Network wrong. Let's prove Fox Sports wrong. Let's prove everybody wrong. Let's go out there and just stick it to people. Let's stick it to the Kellermans. Let's stick it to the Stephen A. Smiths. Let's stick it to the Alex Rodriguez's and all those guys, all those baseball analysis and stuff like that. Let's go out there and just prove them wrong. So anyway, that's my spiel. Yeah. All right. Lastly, but not least, Celtics news. The reason I put it there because there's not really much to talk about. I mean, they're it's kind of in a dog day part, just waiting for preseason basketball and uh, possibly um and uh, also uh regular season basketball to start too. So yeah. Oh well, actually, I heard today that uh Isaac, former Celtics player Isaiah Thomas got uh injured again, and it's especially it has to do with his thumb injury with his thumb. So. And he was one of my favorite players, too, when he was playing with the Celtics. Because same height as me, like five-something. Except he was more skinnier than me. I was more chunkier, dude. So anyway, yeah. And uh, he really did, like, help the Celtics out. Like, he was really a great team player and stuff like that. And, like, really came up on some big moments. But except he didn't win it at the end. So, yeah. A little footnote, a little nice footnote history in the Celtics history with him. Yeah, but he really doesn't deserve to get, like, hurt like this. Like, he deserves better. Celtics should have kept him, except for going after Kyrie, because that was just a move of trading him to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Kyrie Irving, a guy who is not a team player and is basically a cancerous. So, yeah. Anyway. So, um, other news before we wrap this up. Um, Some of you, like, um know that I did, like, kind of, like, T.O. show videos on Facebook and stuff about like pre or postseason stuff like the world or the MLB postseason and World Series, the ML NFL postseason and Super Bowl, the NBA playoffs and the NBA finals, the NHL playoffs and the Stanley Cup, the college football playoffs and the national championship game and March Madness games and stuff like that. So and videos like picking who would be uh, preview shows of picking who would win or who I would think would win the uh, something like that, major championships and stuff like that for each of those major sports and stuff like that. So I've decided now, once the start, once the MLB season is over, is officially over, regular season is officially over, and we start talking about postseason, I'm going to do a postseason show, preview show of picking who is going to win the World Series. So, yeah, starting, I'm going to do my own little podcast show or preview show, which will also be part of the Royal Rooters podcast. So, yeah, so so starting after probably September the next Sunday or so, maybe Monday, I'm going to do a little podcast show. So, it will be cool. Just coming soon. So, yeah. All right. So, anyway, thanks for uh, – um, Listen, guys, give me the opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Uh, follow my Twitter pages, which I will put in the bio or the details section of uh, the podcast. Um, follow the Instagram page at uh, Roy, or lowercase Royal Rooters 1992. And also, um, I forgot, the, I'm going to start mentioning this too. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple podcast or, or itunes or apple podcast stuff like that because that really does help me get more viewers and also like makes it so like i can get sponsorships too 
And uh, so, yeah, so we can keep doing stuff like maybe Seat Geek, uh, Dollar Shave Club, uh, Yahoo Sports, and all that stuff, and just stuff like that. So you can get good deals on stuff like that, except Yahoo Sports. Like, you start, like, free leagues or start leagues and join leagues for free. So, yeah. Anyway, but, yeah, stuff like Seat Geek and stuff like get you good deals and stuff like that. So, yeah, anyway, follow the show on uh, Spotify, too. So uh, that's about does it. Let's wrap it up. Let's go home, boys. Peace out. Love you guys.
Ads. YouTube TV. Try it free. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Yes, go home. Seriously, how many times do we have to tell you this? Oh. 